Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I am Carson. And we're going to dive back into the only TV show we've ever covered in the history of this podcast. But <laughs> we're now five episodes, or five episodes, five seasons strong, so I see no reason to stop. Um, Actually, we missed season four. Oh, was that during uh, COVID hiatus? Um, I'm Probably. Sh- no. Something in there, yeah. We uh, but we we missed uh, missed season four of hmm. Cobra Kai. Okay, well, I mean, Cobra Kai is on its fifth season, so I still get partial credit for that answer. <laughs> yeah, so we've covered uh, season one, two, and three already on the pods. You can go back and, and listen to that. Uh, part of the reason why we chose this is because it was a movie series first. You know, and so it's not like it's a reboot of new characters into a series. It, it's a, it's truly a continuation of those movies, which we grew up with, uh, loving and quoting, uh, pretty much constantly, and then hating, and then hating. <laughs> yes, it, the the notorious uh, day that we decided to go back to back to back and watch all three Karate Kids, and yeah. We we burned ourselves out of Daniel Russo. No, you just you quickly realize Daniel is not very likable in any way, shape, or form. Um, Extremely, he able. actually, pretty much terrorizes Mr. Miyagi for three straight movies. So <laughs> it's really, really hard to be sympathetic towards him. It's the worst thing that happened, to Mr. Miyagi. Basically, yes, that's exactly right. He ruined Miyagi's life. Um, but in all in all seriousness, like I, I think we've said it before, but the show does a really good job of taking everything from those movies and building upon it. I mean, I think you know we've we've had our differences of opinions, and I think you and I each fall kind of in a different space when it comes to seasons two, three, and four. But I think we would both die on the hill of saying that season one is one of the best. Uh, it's not even a reboot. It's like a revisitation, right? Like the continuation of something that you thought was done and you revisit 20 years later. Nobody quite seems to get it just right. There's some weirdness and things that whether it's movies or TV shows that you come back to and you're like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. I could have taken it or left it. It's just, it's okay. I wish they had done this, but I feel like I walked away from season one thinking, these guys are geniuses, man. They, they did it. They did the unthinkable. They took Karate Kid, made it relevant, but still made you laugh, brought it into modern times. They had the throwbacks there, but it wasn't like beat you over the head with it. So, yeah, it's an enjoyable show. It, it's, I mean, season one is just one of the most um, self-aware mm-hmm. uh, reboots or sequels. Like, If you kind of consider it as a, as a, a sequel that's been okay, we're coming back after 30 years, and then here's the, here's our sequel. It, because it's so self-aware, it makes it that much better. Yeah. And and Johnny uh, is stuck from when we left him, mm-hmm. essentially. It, like, his whole being is is the same same Johnny in the 80s, and that's, that's 
great and they did a fantastic job with it and we're still haven't quite got him up to speed they haven't left that uh personality trait go they haven't let that go and so and it, it's great he finally gets a cell phone um <laughs> you know and, and tries to wor- work that out and just the way that he's uh he goes about his life is is coming into the, the modern era as best he can. Yeah, there, and, and it keeps going into season five, right? There's never a shortage of situations that you can put Johnny in where he feels out of place. I mean, this this go around, which I'm not giving anything away because it's in the teasers and the trailers, but you know, he, he he basically becomes an Uber driver, right? And so now you've got Johnny who's just now getting acquainted with what a Facebook is and what a cell phone is. So even like when he gets caught up to modern times, he's not really up to modern times. Like his laptop is ten years old and he's just figuring out how to Google things. And then now he's thrown into the world of ride sharing. So there's, there's always Johnny's always good for the like man out of time comedy bit. That, and it they, they do it in a way where it hasn't really gotten repetitive or redundant. It just kind of is the gift that keeps on giving. Because um, Johnny really is the one that that makes the show. Everybody else is kind of normal characters, normal Daniel LaRusso, car salesman, whatever. The kids are normal, high school, whatever. Johnny's really the only one that constantly delivers on the humor and and the fun. No, I agree with that. Like you, Johnny, you want to see more Johnny yeah. on screen. But they do a good job of not wearing it out, both the shtick and him. So he's not, you know, ninety percent of every episode. He, in fact, without giving anything away, I actually felt like Johnny and Daniel kind of took a backseat in this season. Um, I felt like a lot of other, like the kids, really got way more of the screen time. I felt like, and even some of the other adult characters, I thought. Um, got a little bit more screen time. I don't know. Just I, I bet if you if you mathed it out, it's probably not as bad as I'm making it. Just my gut feel when I walked away from the season was, man, it just really felt like Johnny and Daniel took a step back a little bit. Well, I remember that was our commentary on season two: is the kids took over more, mm-hmm. and we had less Johnny and Daniel, and then they they came back. We had more more of them in season three. Uh, in this season, I thought it was still more adults, but different adults. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't, I mean, the kids were still part of it, because obviously that's what's moving us along, but I did think it, there was a lot of, again, adult adult portrayals of what's going on. And, and, and some of that I do think has to deal with the fact that, you know, that they've played this tug of war with Johnny and Daniel for the first four seasons, essentially, you know. You you want them to be on the same side, and they are for a minute, but then they're not. And that that dance has played out over four seasons, and I they finally um, they they don't toy with it as much in season five. So you kind of got Johnny and Daniel as their relationship to a place where it's stable. They've got they've each got things going on in their own individual life, but the show kind of gave up on the okay they're at odds, which which I'm fine with because at some point. That had to stop. You can only watch so much, whether it's a love triangle, whether it's you know two people in conflict. There's only just so much of that, regardless of Cobra Kai, in, in any show that you can take before it just has to end in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and you're rooting for them to to be friends, right? You know, it, it, like they're they're just they're so similar. They're on the cusp of being friends for for so long. It's like eventually you have to give into that and say, okay, they can be on the same side. Let's introduce some other conflict where they can, they can go, go forth. But, uh, and there's a few things that, that I like what they did, uh, that I'll, that we'll get to in a minute with still keeping that, uh, same dynamic. 
Okay. Um, so let's keep it spoiler free for a bit, but first you want to want to give a word to our sponsor? Yeah, so we have a new sponsor this month. Uh, I have uh, opened a haunted house on the Independent Square called Haunted Trails. And so Haunted Trails is our uh, sponsor this uh, this episode. Uh, we'll be open in uh, September 30th and every weekend in October. So from Friday and Saturday from 6 to 10, uh, it's below Three Trails Brewing uh, on the Independent Square. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that that kind of just happened, and now I own a haunted house. <laughs> so it's uh, it's uh, we've had we had a little soft opening, and it went really well. So I'm excited for uh, for what October brings. Nice, and I, I can vouch for the quality. I went there over uh, Santa Caligon and pleasantly surprised. A lot of hard work. I, I don't know how you pulled it off, but you did. But it was a it was a nice little scare, and uh, the people working it did a hell of a job too. They did. They did. We had uh, a few theater groups from local high schools working at those uh, those days, and, and they did they did a heck of a job. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, the next month goes as well as as Santa Caligon did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It, it was a lot more work than I anticipated, but uh, but we have we have one month to go. So let's, let's <laughs> get it across the finish line. Yep. All right, so spoiler-free, I know we've been touching on a little bit of it already. I don't have a lot of data to back up this claim, but I'm going to make it anyways because that's what we do. I think season five was my favorite since season one. I'm going to have to agree with that. Okay. That doesn't mean it's not a little bit formulaic at this point because it is. Um, There's things that happen that there's just sort of this um, familiar cadence that the show falls into in terms of how it moves the characters, like in terms of chess pieces, who they're going to go with, who they're not going to go with, who they're going to be in conflict with, um, how some of the, um, there's another, I don't think this is a spoiler at this point because this is like the fourth straight season they've done it, but there's another big kid fight, right? A large scale fight with a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. it's, it's now, I think the fourth straight season that we've done this. So it, some of the beats are getting a little bit familiar, but I think, I, I think there may be the reason why it felt so fulfilling is that it's kind of what we mentioned a bit ago. There's been a lot of love triangles. There's been a lot of individual conflicts, uh, whether that's between Daniel and his wife, Daniel and Johnny, Daniel and Crease, Johnny and Crease, all these things, the kids, uh, Miguel and Robbie, Miguel and Sam, Robbie and Tori. Um, and I, and I think all of those are finally coming to a head. So I think there's this like final fulfillment of, okay, we're, we're finally getting past like the song and dance that we've been doing the last few seasons. So I think there's some of that that plays heavily into why I like this one so much is because it's finally getting those chess pieces to where one, you thought they would always go and two, where you wanted them to go. Like, I don't, I like being surprised, but there's also something sometimes that's that's very fulfilling about I want this character to end up here, and the show gets them there. Right, especially when you have petty grievances, you know that that you're you're yeah. between two characters that they can't get over for four years. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> I was like, come on, you know, just get over that, and you guys, you should be friends by now. You know, it, it's it's really we have another karate fight, mm-hmm. you know. But between you two, like you just can't get 
just sit down and have a conversation type of thing. Right. You know, it's like, you don't have to be best friends, but you don't have to be at each other's throats every time you see each other. Yeah. So you, there, there's a lot of that and a lot of that gets resolved. So it's like, finally you're, you're on the same page. You're on the same team. You want your favorite characters to be on the same team, but you also want them to, uh, see how they do in a fight, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And so, uh, we, we've done that, uh, over the course of, of four seasons already. And we've gotten to this point to where they have to come up with new reasons to have karate dojos. <laughs> like we still have karate dojos cause that's the whole basis of Cobra Kai. You have to find reasons for them to fight. Yeah. Uh, you have to find reasons for the adults to get into the hijinks of why aren't they just stopping and saying, okay, I'm going to go back to my car dealership and you do you, mm-hmm. you know, but the, to, to keep them invested in this whole thing. And so I think they've done a great job uh, season five of keeping, like you said, the same overarching plot and beats, but making it feel new. Mm-hmm. And kudos to the writers of, I think we've touched on everyone mm-hmm. that's been in Karate Kid one, two, and three. Uh, if there, if there's an actor that I missed that's still alive, then I'd be shocked. Snake, but I think they've all <laughs> snake. <laughs> we have. I stand correct. I don't know that snake's alive, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> but but we have brought back everyone, yeah. and it all works. Yeah, they, they the attention to detail that that they pay to the franchise is pretty impressive. Like there's just and, and they don't beat you over the head with it. There's just small little nuggets sometimes here and there. I mean, sometimes it's more obvious and in your face, like whenever it's a a Terry Silver coming back or a Chosen coming back. Those aren't what I'm talking about. It's the little, um, it's the little nods to like the guy that Terry Silver says was his his teacher that Mm -hmm. I I spent my entire life thinking he just made that up, you know, to to get on Daniel's good side, and and now they play it as though it's not. Um, You know, there's a uh, a character that comes back that we'll talk about in the spoiler section that is very small and very subtle, but something she says is even a nod to uh, the franchise. It's just like this big throwaway line that like, if if you're my kids who never really went and watched the originals, like as much as we did, you, you would never know. But for those of us that caught it, it's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's a nice little thing there. So they just, I feel like they are the textbook example for how to refer to an existing property with little winks and little nods here that don't feel like so Easter eggy that it's like just something in the background that's out of focus in this one shot that you found on YouTube, but also not just bashing you over the head with it. They, they find that they find the subtleties in there to, to, to make you feel happy that you saw this and heard this, but not feel out of place. It's, it's really well. Yeah. To not be heavy, heavy handed with, with all their references. I don't think they've done that once. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's anything that's been just, like you said, beat over your head of, Hey, remember, uh, and you know, in the, the second movie when this happened and I'm just going to keep bringing it up, you know, or, or put it just right in front of you for no reason. They mm-hmm. all seem to come organically, yeah. uh, throughout. And, and that, uh, again, the, the writers have, have done it right. I feel like the writers have seen, you know, one, two and three, you know, almost as many times as, as we have. Right. So they, they know those little things to throw in then. Yeah. And kind of the things that, you know, we make fun of like, yeah, let's, let's hint at that. Right. Let's, let's, let's put that in, in the show somewhere. Yeah. And I'll even praise them for their use of flashbacks. You know, they, they use them sparingly 
And when they do, it's just enough. You know, it feels like somebody conjuring up a memory. It's just, it, I don't know. They, they've just done a really, really good job at being nostalgic, but also being relevant. And it's enough to cue maybe some of the, the younger generation that's watching this into like what scene or what person they're talking about and what this was, but not enough to where we're feeling like, Oh, we're just watching a, a tidal wave of a flashback. So it's, it's just a really, I feel like a masterclass in how, how you surface nostalgia in a new property. Yeah. And I think one of the ways that they're also keeping it fresh is with the antagonists. Um, so, I mean, the trailer shows you that, that Terry, Terry Silver's back, uh, and the crease is, is out of the picture mm-hmm. right now. Um, I don't know. Are, are, are season four spoilers allowed? I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, hey, we're, if or... we're talking season five, you got to know that one through four is, like, we're not going <laughs> to stay spoiler-free for four seasons here. Like, Okay. <laughs> so we have uh, – Terry Silver came back in season four. He, he was basically drugged back by by John Kreese of help me type of thing. He, he – he wanted to be out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, out of the Cobra Kai, but uh, John Kreese brought him back. And at the end, we saw uh, the differences in the types of villains that they are. John Kreese is more of a uh, blunt force, you know. I'm. It's a, an intimidating figure that's going to beat you on the mat. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's John Kreese. And then we have uh, Terry Silver who is a cerebral assassin, you know, he, uh, not only can he do, uh, he can actually do, you know, the, the martial arts portion of it, but, uh, he has strategy and he's always tried to use it in in everything that he does. Mm -hmm. And so that just gives it another extra, um, dimension that it's not just, okay, you two are going to fight. One of you is going to win because that's boring. It's more of, we're going to fight, but even if I lose, I have a plan. You know, that's going to, and so that's, uh, that, that's more, again, what, what keeps it more fresh and Terry Silver is one of my favorite villains of all time. So <laughs> I'm glad that he got, uh, the, the lion's share of this, this season. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely enjoy, enjoy some Terry Silver. I like where his arc went. I like where we're headed next year for sure. Um, speaking of recurring people who are back from the existing movies, I feel like Chosen was the star of season five. Um, I feel like he stole every episode he was in. I wanted, I wanted more chosen every time I would have taken a whole season of just chosen. Like if you're going to give me a spinoff, which I've heard rumors of like spinning off the kids and all this kind of stuff. uh, No, I want a spinoff of just chosen doing stuff. Well, I wanted a spinoff of chosen and Johnny. That would be great. If we could have had, uh, we have very, very little clips of them together mm-hmm. and i loved every bit of it yeah like, just how how they relate to one another and and their and their um just attitude towards things mm-hmm. so i i feel like those two are great together and i could watch a full full series of them too yeah i mean they're definitely kind of odd couple-ish when you put them together they're they're very different in their ways not and not in a johnny well, daniel kind of way well, they they are and they aren't. Sure, you know, like it's, it's like every time they're they're talking, you know, they're they're very similar in, <laughs> in their methods. Yeah, you know, like I like this guy. <laughs> you know, it's uh, just uh, every every interaction that they had with one another. Uh, and then uh, I'll say it for spoilers. So I don't know if it's a spoiler, so we'll uh, we'll do that on the other side. But, but yeah, uh, he I think he stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, him Terry Silver just brings a 
definitely a different dynamic uh, to season five, and it was needed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what more I can say in the, in the spoiler-free section other than enjoyed it. Favorite season since uh, one. Um, the, the last little thing I'll, I'll mention from my perspective is I, I genuinely don't know where they go from here. Uh, we can dive into the semantics of that in the in the spoiler for, or in the spoiler field section, but um, feels like there's a nice bow on this thing at the end, minus one little wrinkle. Um, so I, I'll be very curious to know what they're going to do next season. I am putting a stake in the ground. I, I'll go ahead. I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, but I will say that I think the show needs to end next year. I think if you go anything beyond next year, like excluding spinoffs or whatever they want to do there. Cobra Kai, I think, is running out of juice a little bit, and I think they need to wrap it up next year and just let it be. Yeah, I think there's one more season, and I think I know what what they're going to do with it uh, based on how they ended this season. Uh, but I, I do think you're. I think it's one more and, and done. Yeah, they they would be best served. I mean, it's just you got to know you got to know when you've played your cards, and I'm not saying that you can't spin off and do a Johnny and chosen show. I'm not saying you can't spin (laughs) off and have one with just the kids do that. But the, the timeline that we care about of Johnny plus Daniel plus John crease that needs to stop after next year, because I, I just, it just doesn't feel like it's got enough to keep going. And I don't want it to water down what we've gotten so far. Or get too repetitive, yeah. Right, which we've already said they're kind of pushing the boundaries of, right? Because it's it's very formulaic. But the way they've arranged the chess pieces at the end of this season, I think, makes it very, very hard, if not impossible, to go much further than one more season. Agreed. Agreed. However, it wouldn't be a two views episode without mentioning uh, how bad Sony is, uh, because <laughs> right. Sony uh, has decided to. Uh, was it a sequel or a reboot? The, they so they haven't it? said. They just said it's. They want to do a movie, uh, that is from the original Karate Kid franchise. So we're not talking like that. They're going to spin off a new Jaden Smith type thing. It will be tied to the main line that we know now. Whether that acknowledges Cobra Kai or not, I, I couldn't tell you. They just said it's tied to the main franchise. It's tied to the main franchise, but has nothing to do with Cobra Kai. Is what. Well, what I read. I, I thought that I heard that it's not involving the writers of Cobra Kai. That's drastically different than not having anything oh. to do with Cobra Kai. Oh, my my thoughts are we're just not going to either acknowledge or use the the cast of characters that we have currently, which is a very Sony thing to do. Sure, uh, you have something that's working, and and let's just go, you know, the complete opposite direction and try to make something else. Sure. Just, just just ruin everything well let's be uh, honest every version of what we just said sucks right if you if you <laughs> right. if you're building on the cobra kai universe but you're not using the cobra kai writers terrible if you're using the karate kid franchise as we knew it before cobra kai and then just ignoring cobra kai terrible so i i don't know what this is other than a cash grab that is going to end up being laughed at and I mean, it's going to be bad, and we know that because it's Sony. It could pick up uh, with Hillary Swank. No, I mean, there's no guarantee that Hillary Swank won't be back 
in season six either so we don't know where that's going well they've not actually acknowledged that any of that ever happened but um so people have been asking and the writers are once again being very vague just like they were vague with mike barnes just like they were vague with other people so vagueness does not always mean that they're going to be there um you know the leading rumor that i've always heard is that uh hillary swank would somehow be related to tory but we know how rumors go. There was a lot of rumors flying around about Mike Barnes, and that those didn't turn out to be true either. So, um, true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll go spoilers. Yeah, let's get into some spoilers. Let's do it for sure. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. All right, what you got? Uh, well, Mike Barnes mm-hmm. loved him. Yeah, uh, I thought he was great. I, I loved him. Uh, I thought he uh, was not used very much, yeah. which surprised me. I thought we'd see more of him, uh, but what we saw, I really liked. Yeah, I, I think it was the right thing to do. Um, I think if you brought him in as a as a heavy for Terry Silver, it just would have felt a little too repetitive. Um, I, I wasn't sure where they were going to go. So I just mentioned the rumors. A lot of people had the rumors of, you know, him being on Terry Silver's side. A lot of people had wanted him to be Miguel's dad down in Mexico. You know, there's all sorts of crazy things that were coming <laughs> up, but the fact they made him like owning a furniture store in California and has yeah, having, dude, re- I left that 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not even caring about anything. Uh, I mean, the, the phone call in the warehouse was a little, on the nose, right? You totally Cheesy. knew what was going to happen there. That it wasn't really, but I get it. It's it's a little goofy, fun scenario to have. But yeah, I thought Mike Barnes was great. I thought he was, uh, you know, I thought he played the role well. I thought I liked what they did with his character. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, another instance of like they knew how to bring him back and in the way they wanted to, and nobody wanted to see. You know, there's some jokes about being karate's bad boy, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Mike Barnes being there. I could have used a little bit more Mike Barnes. I agree with you a little bit more. Yeah, well, I loved all of a sudden we have Mike Barnes, Johnny, and Chosen, you know, all in one scene together, mm-hmm. you know, and and I like that they're all on the same side, yeah. you know, and so it's not like oh you have to fight you know the other other people from other movies like they're all you know together, right? And so it's like that's cool. Well, yeah, and, and even that even if you just say what it is, right? It's it's Mike Barnes hijacked a party limo. That is, he's he's been he's on some sort of drugs, yeah. and then you've got a drunk chosen Johnny and Daniel in the back. Like you know, if you had told us that ten years ago, like you're gonna get a show about Karate Kid and it's gonna have this scene happen, we'd have been like, oh, oh god, I don't even know if that that sounds terrible. But in actuality, it plays out really well. And they're all they're all hopped up on their 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 choice drug and or alcohol, and then they say, "Let's go kick Terry Silver's ass," <laughs> yeah. and, and off they go. Yeah, you know, like that's it's just uh, it's just a great uh, intro to that scene, you know, and the, it gives Chosen an out to lose mm-hmm. uh, to Terry Silver because he was hammered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mike Barnes got to show off some things, but then got cheap shot over the back of the head, so he gave Johnny his. His moment. I think it all just played out like it like it should have, uh, and it was just great seeing all, all three of them together. Completely agree. I, I loved what they did there. Um, while we're on that, I I didn't care for the two fake out deaths. I'm doing the air quotes that we had in this season because 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know that they really leaned hard into the the chosen dying uh, when he fought Terry Silver. I, I think it was kind of a loose implication that they kind of wanted to make you think that. Crease, they just flat out straight tried to make you think he died. But even when both right. happened, I had the same thought. I'm like, okay, writers and Netflix, th- this is not a show where people die. Like, <laughs> this is not the feel and environment where. Uh, this isn't a gritty reboot where I'm going to believe that Kreese got shanked in a prison and died. Like I, you just knew that wasn't it. So like, I almost kind of wish they just hadn't even bothered with those. But again, the chosen one's a little bit more loose. That's really just losing to Terry Silver. Although I think they tried to with the sword kind of make it imply that he might be a lot more hurt than what he is. So one minor nitpick for me there on the season is like the fake out deaths were kind of dumb. Okay, well you're you're there with with John Kreese, mm-hmm. the the fake out death, and then. Uh, Oh, he just wears the uh, the hospital or the the doctor's coat, and and nobody suspects a thing. Yeah, yeah. Gets him right out of just walk uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, how long ago did he take the uh, the badge of the psychiatrist? And know, she didn't realize. And, and she 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 couldn't get out. Right. You know, she didn't realize. Why not just take the doctor's yeah you know badge that he just took the coat. <laughs> Front. And then the, like, like yeah. all those. <laughs> and then the scene where he gets stabbed, like somebody checks his pulse. <laughs> like they, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So that just completely got faked. And I mean, last I checked, Jello does not look like blood. But you know, whatever. I get it. It's it's prison. Co- Jello does. It's Cobra Kai. I'm not going to pick at it too much. I, I'm going to focus on yeah. the fact that like it just wasn't even believable for me for a second that that John Kreese was dead. Yeah, and I like how uh, old old Martin. Um, can't quite do the uh, the physical anymore. So the the scene where he beats people up, they're like, okay, yeah. how do we how do we get around uh-huh. him him fighting an entire prison? Well, let's make him think that he's younger. Yeah, and so they they take young young Crease and have him fight a jail full of people, and then show uh, Martin. Yeah, has. That's himself for the last bunch. Oh, yeah. My wife said that rise. Sorry, I'm just like, oh, clearly he's too old to fight. So they just switched it to the young one. I'm like, yeah, that, that's yeah. what happened. Um, although it, it did, I feel like, kind of back him into a corner. Um, the other big mistake that I wish they had never done was CGI Johnny. Oh, that was that was not good. I mean, I will say it was tolerable when he was just sitting there. The yeah. the thing that no money in the world from a movie studio has figured out yet is how to make a CGI or a de-aged character look realistic when they talk. As soon, like, I can kind of mm-hmm. be on board, be like, okay, yeah, yeah, it, it's not that good, but it's young Johnny, whatever. But the minute they talk, I'm just completely, like, I'm gone. I'm like, no, that, that's just, that's so hokey. Well, and, and the problem with doing somebody like Johnny is we know what Johnny looked like. Exactly. You know, and so if you're de-aging crease beyond like earlier than we ever saw him you can get away with a little bit more yep. but we know exactly what johnny's supposed to look like mm-hmm. and when he looks nothing like that that's yeah that's where you struggle i i wish they hadn't like, done that uh, and it felt unnecessary it's like uh that reminds me of what ant-man ant-man the wasp <laughs> yeah de-aged uh lawrence fishburne you, and you didn't just made him a, 
<laughs> they kept him at his, yeah. his current build. Yeah. Uh, but when we when we know what he looks like when he was younger, yeah. and that's not it. I mean, look, <laughs> that's the thing. You you could de-age me right now, but skinny Garrett was 135 in high school, and Garrett now is not 135. So regardless of what you look like, like you can't yeah. you can't change the build. So and I just like I said, I thought it was unnecessary. I think you could have got the same point across having old Johnny there, which they actually did anyways. Like they had young Johnny, and then it like kind of camera rotated and then older Johnny was there. So I'm like, if you're going to do that, like why? I mean, the risk reward doesn't seem right for me in that situation. The The yeah. risk is that people say your CGI really sucked. And the reward is you had young Johnny say something that, you know, old Johnny could have just said. I mean, I know people can deep fake for free on online, you know, yeah. but I got to think that the uh, the cost to do that was not worth the payoff of, of why even that write this in. Then we're going to use, you know, do they use any other CGI throughout? Yeah, throughout uh, no. This series, I no. don't know. That's a. You know, I mean, I'm so sure they, they do want... for effects and stuff, right? But not like hardcore yeah. like that. Yeah, so like that. The budget for that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. It's <laughs> so almost it's like, like they why, had a little bit of that? money to burn, right? Like, oh, we yeah. are under budget by about five hundred thousand dollars. So let's throw in a CGI Johnny. We got to use it or lose it. Right, like that. It seemed unnecessary when you think of from from that perspective, also, but. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed finally that we got Robbie and uh, uh, Miguel on yes. the same side. Yep. And I thought I w- wondered how they were going to introduce the new kid uh, and how they each were going to feel about it. But I love that they were both happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like now now we're a family, right? You know, like like that's cool. And you may have forgotten that. You know, I guess Miguel's back was broken. So, I, as far as a grudge, you know, for somebody, that's a pretty good reason mm-hmm. why you would hate hate him. Uh, but I'm glad that they're they're on the same side, same team. Uh, that's what everybody wanted to see, and it, it unites, you know, Johnny's family. And so that that's a good a good move. Yep. And I loved how they got there. Right? Like it was Johnny trying to do an escape room, and they're having none of it, <laughs> using beer <laughs> cartons to decorate it all. You know, a drunk Daniel coming over to kind of give him the idea of like, you know, we should have just fought it out years ago and we'd have been totally fine. So Johnny's like, ah, okay, I'm going to let the boys fight it out. Um, yeah, quit, quit trying to be somebody on the internet and be Johnny. Yeah. Like, what would Johnny do? Johnny would <laughs> arrange a fight. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that worked out. And then I also liked how, um, you know, the writers kind of, they did something great later on. After Robbie and Miguel hash things out, they they tempt fate one more time, the writers, right? Because they get Robbie talking to Sam, and you're like, oh, God, here we go again, right? Like, mm-hmm. And it's the same problem that we've had with Johnny and Daniel for four seasons, is that on again, off again, on again, off again. And you just you got to get it to stick. And so the fact that they wrote that scene and then had Miguel basically just say, no, they're just friends. They're just talking. We're good. And then that's it, right? Like it's finally that right, acknowledgement. It yeah, yeah, it's finally that acknowledgement of okay, the love triangle's over, the push and the pull is over. Robbie and Miguel are going to be on the same side, and that's kind of what I was alluding to in the spoiler-free section of where all the chess pieces are. Right? Robbie and Miguel are good. Now Sam and Tori are pretty much good. Johnny and Daniel are pretty much good. And then you know we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, but you know Terry Silver is kind of thrown away, and people are abandoning Cobra Kai. So you, you've kind of got. I mean, if this was the series finale, I think it works as a series finale. Um, I think there's going to be another one. But you have all the players 
paired up on the right side of things, all on one side. Mm-hmm. And then the really the only thing you have left standing on the other side is Crease. Um, you know, assuming that everybody like Kyler and and um a few of the other guys well, there's the the girl, I think what was her name? Like Devin, I think was her name, maybe. Um and then is it is it Kenny who's the guy who was fighting with Anthony? Is that his name or yeah, uh, Flash? <laughs> I can't remember. But anyways, essentially yeah. the way they make it seem at the end of the season is that everybody just left Cobra Kai, every last one of them. So not only do you have everybody paired, or up, at least that they lost all faith in in Terry Silver. That's true, right? <clears throat> now I think what you have to be careful about here. So I guess my my main point is that everybody everybody's all lined up. The chess pieces are every all the good people are on the good side. All the couples are where you want them to be. Daniel's good with his wife. Johnny's having a baby. You know, everything is golden. And you you cannot, as a writer at this point, this far into the game, now just break it all back up. They've got to be a united front, and then it's just a question of who they're fighting against. And where does that go? Well, we have already set the stage for this kumite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish uh, they just uh, called uh, it a kumite. They they should. Uh, of whatever this world stage, yeah. you know, of karate fighting is, you know, and so they've all, they've qualified for that and they're going to go fight there. So we haven't seen that yet. And I'm sure that can introduce a bunch of different things of preparing for mm-hmm. fighting on the world stage. Um, as far as the social dynamic, I don't think uh, there'll be too much conflict. Um, I think it'll be more of a, a Rocky four training montages and getting ready uh type of uh and and who knows what maybe john crease steps back into cobra guy and because they've qualified over there and maybe right. they lead theirs and they and you know the I, guys lead theirs and I, I think that has to be it right like they've they've already qualified so cobra guy's gonna make it but terry silver's in jail but crease is out at the same time though crease can't really just you know, roll over to a, a Kumite. I mean, he's technically still supposed to be in jail. He's a, an escaped convict at this point in time. So well, he can't just that, freely that's walk around. A, a proven, proven innocent yet escaped. So I don't know the penalty of... True. Uh, Good point. Uh, okay, wrongfully in prison, but beat up two guards and escaped prison. Right. So what's, what's that? Right. <laughs> you know, yes. Is that like, you know... Uh, like beating up a thief, like somebody like you're not supposed to beat him up, but you technically are stealing from a stealer. Like, which what, what is it? Two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know how the the court system handles that. Much less uh, how a Cobra Kai is going to handle that. Right. Uh, but he was proven proven innocent. Um, at the end, in scene real real quickly there, that uh, testimony was was falsified, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think he, in theory, could be out. Uh, before this, uh, okay, for this big fight, that probably makes sense. But y- you're right, and they made him look like a badass breaking out of prison. Of course, you know, so it's a win-win. Yeah, but I, I think, I think it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't. I, I kind of hope it doesn't go with him kind of reestablishing Cobra Kai and then meeting at that final thing. I just, I guess, I feel like I want the, the resolution to Johnny Daniel increase to be a little bit more on a personal level, not on a Kumite level, if that makes sense. Right. Like I don't want it to be settled on a a karate tournament. Again, it it feels like that's the way everything has been settled in the original franchise. 
but now in this one, we're settling things in a different way. Like Terry Silver's off to jail. You know, Crease at one point was off to jail. Like there's still the karate stuff happening, but I think it needs a different resolution than just, okay, we beat you one more time and you just, you know, right off into the sunset. Do you think Johnny retakes Cobra Kai? I don't know. I kind of feel like, and I feel like redeems it, the. I mean, it is it is all called Cobra Kai. We can't have no Cobra Kai. Yeah, in the final but season. I do kind of feel like it all just needs to end with like Johnny and Daniel getting out of the karate business. You know, maybe it's a combination of Miguel and Sam and Robbie. You know, become teachers at whatever Miyagi Fang or something like that, right? But Johnny and Daniel <laughs> need to. Fang. Yeah, Johnny and Daniel <laughs> need to 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 leave all this behind them, right? The only reason. Johnny got back into it was because he was just trying to find himself. Well, now he's got a family. He's got Robbie and Miguel and a new baby on the way. There's no reason for him to be sinking any more time into karate unless that's just what he wants to do for his life. Daniel's got a car dealership. There's no, he only started yeah. his stuff back up as a reaction to Johnny. So it's like this all needs to end with like lives going back to normal and Crease being completely out of the picture and almost karate becoming like a, a secondary thing to the point where almost like if it's a spinoff with the kids, it, 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 I don't even know that you need to have karate in it anymore. Well, I think, uh, so I, as you were talking, I think you talked yourself through it of, <laughs> I think, I think Daniel, uh, steps back. Miyagi-Do is, is done. Johnny goes to Cobra Kai. They win said Kumite and they're, they expand Cobra Kai, but Daniel's okay with it. Cause he knows how Johnny's going to, gonna do it it's not under crease or those mm-hmm. same you know no mercy type things it's a uh, he's taken what he's learned and fixed cobra kai for the world to see that's kind of i don't know that, I, I feel oh, like because johnny doesn't have a job mind no, you johnny's not going to give up teaching I, karate. I don't i feel like the character arc of johnny is now moving beyond like the basic teachings of what cobra kai and i know you're saying that he could he could reformulate it but that's what he did when he created Eagle Fang Karate. So I don't think there's any point in going back and re- trying to resurrect Cobra Kai. I think you you leave that in the past. And if you want Johnny as a character to still be involved and be a, a sensei, it needs to be with his new philosophy and his new brand. Now, whether that's a merger of what he likes with what Daniel likes, I don't know. But I think this just needs to end with Cobra Kai dying. Like It needs to go away. No more karate franchise, You know all that kind of stuff. So who leads them into the Kumite? I don't know. I mean, I think some of that just really depends on um, what they're up against. Like, if it's really more of a like Karate Kid one scenario where you've got all these various dojos competing against each other, I don't know that it matters so much who the leader is because you don't really need that like Miyagi versus Crease kind of thing anymore because it's not happening at that level. Now, if it is Crease in Cobra Kai in that Kumite then yeah, it has to be led by a Johnny or Daniel or both of them combined because you have to have the opposing forces. But if that's not the plot they go with, then I don't think that any of that really matters. Yeah, I think we're going to get more of a Mighty Ducks 3 random Iceland team you know, <laughs> that, they're, that they're fighting against, but they're on the same side of all Cobra Kai and all Miyagi-Do. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, that's where I see that going. So That's the only thing I don't like about we'll, this we'll setup see. into 6 is just like... I feel like the tournament was good fodder for season five, but now that you might actually have to make it matter in six, it kind of feels wonky to me. Um, 
I would much prefer season six not have this tournament hanging over its head because I just that's not what I'm looking forward to in this. I'm looking forward to character closure, character resolution. Like I said, I, I want to see a resolution with Kreese, Johnny, and Daniel on a much more personal, smaller scale than some kind of battling dojos once again. It's just, it feels like we rode the wave, like it should end in like an arc, right? Where it's like, when we first met all these people, no dojos existed, right? There was no Cobra Kai, there was no Miyagi, mm-hmm. none of it. You ramp it all up, you have all these conflicts, you get to the point where those conflicts, all the kids and everything, all that stuff gets resolved. And then it needs to come back down the other side of the curve where the karate doesn't matter anymore. And now we're tying bows on people's character arcs outside of the world of karate. That's kind of what I want. For sure. Well, sure. You can do that too. <laughs> we'll see what they do. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they haven't really messed up so far. So whatever they've got yeah. cooking, I'm sure the, the, is decent. The, yeah. Th- those aren't exclusive. You, know, you could do both of those things. True. So that is true. Um, I do like, uh, so I was a little confused about, uh, I'm, I'm jumping topics no, here, you're fine. I'm going back to Chosen. So Chosen knew Terry Silver's teacher. Yes. Uh, but Chosen's uncle was not that guy. Correct. Right. Because Sato okay, is not the same it, as Kin Sung, I forget what they said his name was. Um. Okay. Okay. That. I don't, I don't know why, because he was be, he was being trained when uh, Chosen was cheating mm-hmm. at training. Uh, I thought they had just talked about Terry Silver's, um, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Master uh, his, his sensei. Some, yeah, his, I forget. So then, and Chosen obviously was aware of him and knew him uh, and his teachings, and so I thought they were doing some aside of Chosen was once part of that. Gotcha. Um, but that was just Sato. So yep. ne- never mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Thanks. Uh, talk through that. Uh, the other part with Chosen, which they did about three times in in this season, uh, you got a little bit of, is he going to flip? Yeah. You know, is he going to flip on Daniel at some point? He was talking with Terry Silver, and I know he was undercover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you kind of had that, you know, Terry can manipulate people, but he also had that realization of, you know, I have some un- unfinished business with, with Daniel mm-hmm. type of thing. Then they had that conversation again with Johnny, you know, of we both, you know, have some unfinished business, <laughs> I guess, uh, and some grudges that that needed to be resolved. And you kind of had that, that hint again that maybe they mm-hmm. would be, you know, against Daniel. So they kind of had, but then he ended up being just a, a, a lawyer, loyal um, friend. To, to Daniel now, yeah. so uh, I'm glad they did it that way. I, I kind of like the tease of it, um, but I, I was like, "Oh, where are they going to go with this? Mm-hmm. And, and what are they going to do?" But I'm glad they kept it true because I like him as as he is now. I completely agree with that. I, I think that all the writing around Chosen, in particular, was perfect to me. I, I like his goofiness. I like how serious and I keep calling him an assassin. <laughs> like, it right. never struck me as that. But that also reminds me too of. Two of my favorite Easter eggs. Um, so I'll go to the one I was mentioning in spoiler free, uh, the mac and cheese reference. Um, and the mm-hmm. fact that they made the girl from Karate Kid 3 Daniel's wife's cousin. Small things. Right. Perfect. And also, my favorite Easter egg one was chosen admitting that his scheme in Karate Kid 2 made zero sense and that he was actually shortchanging himself. So they take, <laughs> they're so good at that, right? They took a what is clearly a blooper in Karate Kid 2. That when you watch it, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I, 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 
I understand what you're telling me in Karate Kid 2 that Chosen's a bad guy. He's trying to scam somebody. But if you think about the scam he's pulling off, it, it, it doesn't add up. And then they just write a little one-liner in this show to be like, Chosen's like, yeah, that really wasn't a good scam by me. That that didn't make any sense. So it's like, okay, cool. You acknowledged it. Well, in all of his comments of his actions in Karate Kid Part 2, you know, it, it's uh, he realizes, you know, it was all really stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to fight for the death is like that. It, none of that made, made any sense of why he was trying to, to do what he was doing. Yeah. And, and I love every, the ice blocks, the, uh-huh. the reference there, yeah. you know, uh, they, they do such good things of, and, and I feel bad for the people that just don't know all of mm-hmm. this series or the the, those three movies that they're not getting all all how how great that they've done throwbacks sure i like i said i i think the show stands on its own i think they do a good job of throwing it back my kids have well at least my daughter has really enjoyed cobra kai and i think she's only seen karate kid one um so i think it works for everybody but there's no doubt that it's like maximized for our generation and specifically inside of our generation the people who habitually watched you know grew up karate kid i had the headband right like i <laughs> karate kid one two and three were just watched all the time and and so for, for for people like us that know the movies inside and out there's just so many great little nuggets here and there so i everybody should be able to experience it like that even though i know that they can't yeah so i mean even uh i guess daniel's wife's cousin brought up how Terry Silver harassed her. Yeah. You know, like that was, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, they beat the crap out of us. Right. <laughs> so that made it, that brought it to a real point for his wife, you know? And so it's like that. Okay. So it's right. not just him being well, neurotic yeah. and crazy Daniel, you know? And so it's like, Oh, like, yeah, he trashed Miyagi's store. He beat me up. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like I, mean, I mean, you're exactly right. It's, it's one of those things where clearly his wife, this whole series has been like, can you please just give this up? You're a lunatic, right? You're, yeah, you're getting yeah, involved up. with yeah. kids fighting and karate. And then they, they wrote it in such a genius way that, you know, not only do they bring her background into it and how she was kind of rebellious, but then her cousin's there to like really drive home. Like, Hey, you know, Daniel's not like, yeah, he's maybe acting a little crazy, but he's kind of valid in his reasons why. So she brought like that credibility to it because the only other person who could have done that really would have been Miyagi because nobody else really knew everything that Daniel went through and Miyagi's not there. So, or Mike Barnes. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Mike Barnes could have, but yeah, I beat the crap out of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I threatened to drop her off a cliff and snapped his little tree right in front of him. And yeah, I, I do think that threatening to throw them off the cliff was, uh, just definitely breezed over. Yeah. Like th- basically was trying to kill them yeah, off the I, side of a cliff. And I think Snake says some pretty horrific things uh-huh. when he, she's he on does. the rope. Okay. I, yeah. I I wasn't sure if uh the sexual assault was in there, but I, I think there's an allusion to it in Karate Kid Three. So again, good writing on their part to be like, okay, well, if his wife's gonna always be pissed at him about this, how do we get her back on his side? Well, easy enough. We bring the other girl in from Karate Kid Three who can validate that, yeah, you know. Maybe Daniel's acting like a lunatic, but there's good reason for it. I mean, guy basically has PTSD from being harassed for you know three straight years of his life when he was in high school. Yeah, or forty as he was in the <laughs> right. By, yeah, by the time we're talking we got character to time, not in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing I have is I just wanted to say how much I loved the uh, dream sequence uh, that Carmen had, where um, Johnny is. 
Maverick and Top Gun. <laughs> to Top Gun? Yeah. <laughs> that, and it, I mean, I would love to know if they wrote that and filmed that before or after Maverick. I mean, given, I know Top Gun stands on its own. It's an 80s thing or whatever, but the timing of it almost couldn't even be any better too with Maverick coming out this summer. So Top Gun regaining this massive popularity across all age groups. And then now you throw Johnny into a dream sequence where he's harping on Top Gun. It, it worked out perfectly. And I almost wonder if they filmed it thinking that was a real scene and then go, that's a bit too far. Let's let's make this a, a, a dream yeah. sequence instead. And it made it better that it was Carmen's dream sequence, right? Because normally it's right. Johnny having these stupid-ass dreams, but this time it's Carmen <laughs> fantasizing that Johnny is Maverick. It's, it's so good. <laughs> All right, what else you got on this? Um, not a lot. Um think we've hit on uh, the major major things that i wanted to, to touch on and i again i love love uh terry silver as a a villain i love that he just he bested just about everybody that he came up physically um and then also again had some underlying plans it just makes it a different kind of villain and that's uh uh that's appreciated so he's got uh again the cerebral assassin uh <laughs> But it's too bad that uh, that he's he's on the outs now. I, I did like how Daniel beat him. Right, he beat him by remembering the way that Terry fights and was able to kind of counter that. I did like that we've got Quicksilver method throwbacks both with Tori and with Daniel. So I, I like the way mm-hmm. that all resolved itself. I do hope that this is the end for Terry Silver because I my worry going into the season was that they were treating Terry as the big bad, and as much as I like Terry Silver. And I think that could have worked. In the end, John Kreese is the Darth Vader of karate. I mean, it's got to end. Johnny's got problems with Kreese. Daniel has problems with Kreese. It needs to finish that way. So my hope is that they've written Terry Silver off for good now. That's the close of his arc. He got arrested. I mean, we can reference him. We can be like, yeah, he's locked away forever, blah, blah, blah. But I don't need him back involved in this. This needs to be Kreese's show. And, And truthfully... I like what they've done with Kreese. They've they've humanized him a little bit and tried to show a little bit of redemption, but selfishly, I don't I don't want a redeemed Kreese at the end of this. That's not who John yeah, Kreese is to me. I don't need that either. Yeah, it needs to be he's the bad guy. Johnny and Daniel are the good guys, and we resolve this in the old black and white, good versus evil, put it to bed kind of thing. Um, that's the way the show needs to end. I'd like to see how that plays out. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they come up with. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. Uh, I have no idea what we're covering next. I don't even honestly know what's in theaters now. We probably should, you know, do our due diligence and take a look. I think life gets better in October, I think, for movies. Yeah. Uh, And uh, worst case scenario, we fall back on uh, Amazon Prime uh, Stallone. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. I forgot we did discuss that. We, we, we talked about that, but uh, we delayed this pod long enough to maybe we've avoided it, yeah. but we'll see. All right, we'll take a look. Okay, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen, we are there. We will be back soon enough. If you are in the Casey area like we are, go hit up Haunted Trails in October on the Independent Square. Weekends only? 
Weekends only. Friday, Saturday, 6 to 10. 6 to 10. There you go. Perfect. Well, if you go there and you listen to the pod, make sure you tell Carson. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!